Hello, and welcome to Business Talk, brought to you by Business West and sponsored by People's Bank. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS, and I'd like to introduce our host of this week's Business Talk. He's editor and associate publisher of Business West. Here is George O'Brien. Okay, welcome everyone to another episode of Business Talk. Uh, We have a great show for you today. We'll get to it in just a minute, but first we need to hear this message from our sponsor, People's Bank. Thank you for listening to the Business Talk Podcast, sponsored by People's Bank, bringing you the best in business experts, entrepreneurs, and evangelists. Make Business Talk your innovation break for ideas and inspiration. People's Bank, where commercial banking can fuel your growth and make work life easier. Member FDIC, DIF Equal Housing Lender. Bank at peoples.com slash business. Okay, we are back. And as promised, we have a great show for you today. We have with us Meredith Wise. She is the soon-to-be-retired president of the Employers Association of the Northeast. First of all, Meredith, congratulations on that. Thank you, and thank you for having me on your podcast again. Well, we've, we've had you on before, and we wanted to have you on, I, I guess, one more time. Uh, we have a, a lot to talk about. There has been so much going on in, in the world of employment and the workplace, uh, so many issues. Uh, this is why you've, you've been a, a frequent guest on the podcast and why we wanted to have you on. Uh, there's just so many things still to talk about. And I guess the, the topic that's been getting a lot of press lately uh, and a lot of uh, interest from people uh, kind of from a conjecture standpoint is the four-day work week. Uh, this is something that a lot of people would, would like to see happen, but Boy, a lot of challenges to making that happen, a lot of uh, obstacles to overcome. Uh, but let's let's talk about it. Uh, this is something that uh, it's not new. Uh, people have been talking about the four-day work week for, for, for decades now. And in other parts of the world, this has become uh, a little more realistic and actually part of the landscape. But uh, give me a brief uh, history on the, the four-day work week. Yeah, the four-day work week, Georgia Wright, has been around for a long time, has been talked about um, for many years. And some of the first studies on it go back to 2010, 2012, 2014, where Iceland, Japan, uh, some of the other countries have tried things with their state employees. Um, and it's caught on fairly quickly in those areas. Um, it's been more the private industries where it hasn't caught on quite as quickly. Um, but there's a lot of discussion about that four-day work week. But when you get down to some of the decisions or some of the actual um, criteria for it, that's where everything gets murky and gets to be challenging for organizations. Because do you go to a four-day work week and or 80% of salary? Or do you go to a four-day work week, but keep the number of hours there and therefore keep the number, the salary amount there? Do you go to a four-day work week and literally close your business for a day? Which I, I know, as you and I have talked about in the past, in our economy right now, where everybody's looking for resources 24-7, it would be hard to say, okay, we're going to close on Friday of every week or Monday of every week. So that makes it really difficult to put it in place. And I think that's one of the main reasons why in the private sector, um, the four-day work week has really not caught on as well in almost any country. Where has all this new attention to the four-day work week come from? Is it a is it a pandemic thing where I think mean, we had more people working 
outside the office. Uh, we had more people uh, working remote schedules, more people actually probably even really working a four-day work week. Is it the younger generations? Is it the tech sector? Is it the environmentalist? Is it a combination of all that? Where is this coming from? You know, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's the combination of all of those things. I think, you know, from COVID and from the pandemic, uh, individuals had that opportunity to work remotely, that had, they had that opportunity to work flexibly, because for a while, even if your organization was allowed to be open, you were encouraged to um, stagger people's hours so that you didn't have everybody in at one time and you weren't all on top of one another. So I think some of that flexibility that came from the pandemic and the ability to work various hours, work remotely, has carried over into this idea of a flexible workplace or a four-day workplace. I think the other that has come about, and again, some of this I think is from the pandemic, is during that time, a lot of industries that were open, um, we have all been working a lot of hours and there's been a lot of stress on employees. There have been reports of new mental health issues that are out there. Wellness has become a big topic as a result of the pandemic. And so I think that's one of the other major factors that says, well, wait a minute, if we cut back to a four-day work week, wouldn't our employees be healthier? Wouldn't they be um, better equipped to handle what's happening? And then I think the other factor that, that figures into all of this is the changing demographics, that we were in a workforce crunch prior to the pandemic, but the pandemic has exacerbated that with the number of individuals that are retiring, the number of people that have said, I don't need two incomes. One of the parents can stay home now with children. So I think that um, workforce not being available, a lot of those individuals are saying, hey, maybe I'm in the driver's seat now. I can maybe say, I don't wanna work five days a week. I wanna work four mm -hmm. days a week. So I think it's a lot of those factors that are bringing this up again as a topic. And not to be facetious, although I really can't help myself, it it just seems like a lot of people stopped working on Fridays a, a long time ago. I know you and I were always working on Friday, and and we still do. But uh, it seems like uh, half the world just said, "No, we don't. We don't need to work on Fridays anymore." The, the parking lot would be far less full, and and maybe some people just got it. They're already working a four day weekend without calling it a four day work week. So I don't know. Yeah, I think that, you know, I think you're true on that, George. And I, I think a lot of people thought, okay, I've put in my work hours. Um, I've done my 40 hours by the end of the day on Thursday or by Friday at noontime. So I'm going to take Friday afternoons off. I think technology has helped and hindered that a little bit when you look at some of the industries right. and you think about some like insurance carriers or some of the professional services where on Friday afternoon, then it goes to voicemail and then goes to an automated attendant um, or it goes to someplace overseas where they've outsourced um, that customer service. So they've been able to do that and hopefully not harm their business. But I haven't really talked to anybody in detail to know whether that's affected their profitability or their customer service um, ratings. Uh, any of that type of thing. And many of those same people who are taking not only Friday afternoon, but Friday morning off, they're also 
fielding calls from clients at midnight and four o'clock in the morning and on weekends and while they're on the beach on holidays. I, I think uh, those people are putting in their hours. So I, the facetiousness aside there. So, all right, let, let's go back to the 4D. Let's talk about where this could work. And then we'll talk about where it's going to be really difficult for it to work. Where might this work? What kind of setting? I think, you know, with what we were just talking about, I think those professional services is an area where it can work the best um, because you've got customers that are looking for service at different hours. They're looking for service um, in different places. And so a lot of your employees are putting in their 40 hours ahead of time or during four days. Um, and so I think in some of those professional um, services, it can work the best. Um, insurance agencies, um, potentially even law firms, um, accounting firms um, that can control their flow of business better. Working on that four-day work week, when you assume that the business is going to be closed one day, those, are, I think, are the industries that it can work the best in. But I think when you look at manufacturing, when you look at distribution, when you look at human services, to be closed for one day a week isn't going to work for them. From a manufacturing standpoint, to shut down those machines, um, to close down for one day would cost more and be more problematic than it would solve as far as employee relations. Our human service industries need to have those people available to help their clients, probably even more than the five days a week. So I think those are going to be really difficult industries to have at work um, where you assume that somebody's going to be closed for one day a week. If you take the perspective that a four day work week could be fluctuating, that George, if you and I work for the same company, maybe you work Monday through Thursday and I work Tuesday through Friday. So we're not really closed for a day. Um, we just both get a day off. That might work in almost any industry. Well, um, that was just the point I was going to bring up. Maybe if a business isn't closed one day of the week, but some of its employees aren't there on Monday, some of them are not there on Friday. I can't imagine anybody not wanting to be there on Wednesday, but uh, poor Wednesday. Uh, everybody will work Wednesday. Um, so I, again, where is this being tried? Uh, I know Europe has a leg up on us, if you want to say it in that way. And, and some other parts of this country, we're on the East Coast, we're usually what, three, four, 20, 30 years behind? The, no, I'm only kidding. Uh, where is this being tried and where is it working? Or is it working anywhere? Well, it's it's being tried when you when you look um, outside of the United States. It's being tried in a lot of the the European countries. In Japan, um, has an active program with it. In many of those areas, it's being put in place more in the public sector, so more in with government employees than with private employers. But the studies that have been done have shown that um, productivity goes up with a four-day work week. Um, they haven't looked at totally profitability because a lot of the studies have been done in municipalities where they're not looking at that profitability. And even some of the studies from Iceland that have come out recently, 
they were looking at productivity going up. They weren't necessarily looking at the profitability of the organizations, but they did show in a couple of the studies that profitability rose by maybe 2% um, during the time frame. But the studies have been, you know, maybe small in nature, so um, six months um, at a time. In the United States, some of the large employers, the, the Googles, the Amazons, the um, have tried um, some of this and have rolled some of it out and have found um, productivity to go up. There haven't been a lot of studies, though, or a lot of details released on whether those um, changes are really that you're doing your 40 hours in four days or whether you're doing... Um, 32 hours and taking a salary cut. Um, so the studies still need to go a little bit further and then compare the different pieces. So if I have you do 40 hours in four days, does productivity still go up? Or does it only go up if I have you do 32 hours in, in you know, a week? Um, and then what does happen with that pay factor? How does that factor into the studies? Interesting. Okay, you're listening to Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West and sponsored by People's Bank. We're talking with Meredith Wise. She is the soon-to-be-retired president of the Employers Association of the Northeast. We're talking about the four-day work week. You mentioned productivity going up, but I immediately started thinking, how does productivity go up if you're only working four days a week? And you kind of answered that by saying, okay, maybe they're working 40 hours in four days, Uh Maybe they're they're feeling better because they're getting that day off and their productivity goes up. But um, be anxious to see more data on this uh, and try to figure out exactly how people can get more done in four days than in five. But where well, where do we go? Go ahead. One, I was going to say one point with that, George, is they they do say, and again, um, I it comes down to the company and the study that they're going to do. If I say to you, George, okay, here's your, um, here are the metrics. Here's what the outcome has to be for your job every week. You have to do X amount of um, articles. You have to put X amount of research together. You have to produce this amount of work. If you can do that in 32 hours, that's great. And then we're going to give you that day off. So some of the studies have shown that that motivation to have that full day off is enough for people to be more productive, to take less breaks, to do less talking with their comrades about what they watched at night or, um, you know, what they're doing over the weekend and that they have gotten that work done, that it's cut down on some of that um, water cooler talk and some of that chit chat that happens and that wasted time um, that we all kind of have as we do our job. Mm. Well, you mentioned government uh, employees. It, it would seem that this would be one area where, again, you would have to have one of those staggered schedules because you can't shut City Hall down one day a week. And those government agencies certainly need to, to operate all five days of the week. But those are people who are, are under a lot of stress, under a lot of pressure. Uh, an extra day off would seem to be a real incentive for them. Uh, can you extrapolate on whether that might work in some other sectors where there's a lot of stress and there's just a lot going on? I think it could work. I think it comes down to, though, George, some of what we've just been talking about is how does my job change if 
we go to that four-day work week. If I have that extra day off, is the expectation, as I just mentioned, that I'm going to get five days of work done in four days, or is the expectation that my workload is going to be cut by 20% and somebody else is going to pick that up? So I think that's where some of the studies haven't been done for long enough. Um, that when you look at six months, having that day off um, sounds great and maybe does give me that ability to relax a little bit more, adjust the stress. But if my productivity requirements, if the responsibilities stay the same, will that last longer than six months? So I think that's part of what we as employers have to really decide if we're going to go to this is how are we going to adjust things? And just going to four days isn't going to reduce the stress. There have to be some other changes, I think, in demands for productivity, um, demands for being um, available. You know, you mentioned early on some of our professional staff or some of the professional services that are taking calls at nine o'clock at night or eight o'clock at night. If we're really expecting people to be available all that time, that's going to probably continue the stress regardless of whether we have a four-day work week or not. Mm. Okay. Well, certainly something to watch moving forward, and um, we'll see if it uh, happens here, see if it happens in other places. And I think uh, more data, as they say, is what we're going to need. So in a couple of minutes we have left, uh, I know you and I have talked a lot about the uh, what's been happening in the workplace uh, since the pandemic started. And I'm always fascinated by your hotline and, and what the calls are like these days. What are you feeling from people? What are uh, employers, what's keeping them up at night these days? Well, and it's a combination of things as we've all talked about. Um, part of it is still that inability to find workers um, that they organizations still have a lot of positions that are open, um, but business hasn't really slowed down. When you look at the economy and you hear everything about the Fed raising rates again, um, we're just finding a lot of our employers in the region are still extremely busy and they have a lot of open positions uh, that they are trying to fill and trying to find the right people um, to fill those positions has just been very difficult. So that inability to staff is a challenge. The other piece, which I think ties back into our last conversation about the four-day work week, is the stress on employees. Um, employees at all levels within an organization have been working a lot of hours. They're feeling the pressures at home and at work. And so we're finding our hotline calls are a lot about employee relations, um, and getting people back to work, getting people in the office, getting people um, to come into the office and yet not have that raise people's stress levels. But some of the mental health issues that are coming up, some of the wellness issues that are coming up where individuals are taking more sick time. We did a, um, a roundtable discussion a couple of weeks ago around the average sick days used. And in 2019, the average sick days being used were around um, 29 day or 29, 29 hours <laughs> um, a year. And that's grown now to about 43 hours. And I would have thought during the pandemic, it would have gone up 
but then in 2022, it would have gone down. And in 2022, it actually went up again. So I think it is still that stress on employees and that health and wellness. And that's playing out in employee relations issues that our um, companies are having to deal with. That is an interesting statistic. That is a, a huge increase. And uh, that certainly bears watching moving forward. Uh, you know, the younger generations are are becoming more prevalent in the workplace, and they have long been more focused on not just their health, but their mental health as well. And I think that might be an indication of what we're seeing there. They're, they're taking better care of themselves than maybe the older generations might. The older generation just might have slugged it out and said, okay, I'll work later. I'll you know, come in when I don't feel 100%. And is it a generational thing or is it a across the board thing? I, I think it's across the board, but I think the, um, the, the millennial and the Gen Zs have seen us baby boomers, and I'll put you, George, into that um, bucket oh, with yeah. me. I'm not sure you fit, but um, they have seen us do all of that. They have seen us come in when we aren't feeling great. They have seen us work long hours. They have seen the toll that that takes on either our health or the work-life balance. And I think a lot of them are kind of saying, wait a minute, I don't think I really need to do this. So I think some of it may have started with some of those generations, but I think it has caught on through the Gen X and for us um, baby boomers as well. Um, I think we are now kind of taking that step back and saying, wait a minute, we've missed out on some things or we are living longer. So we need to make sure that we're in better shape, that we're taking care of ourselves more. So I think that um, demand for more flexibility, that demand for some shorter hours, um, that demand for not being having to be available all the time, that change, and I hate to call it work ethic, but that change in work ethic now spreads across all generations um, rather than just the millennials and the Gen Zs that are coming along. Well, if, I think if I had told my first boss that I needed to take a mental health day, I think his head would have hit the ceiling in, in no time at all. But now you're, you're seeing it, especially the younger generation, they'll, they'll just put that in an email. I, I need to take a mental health day. and. Mm -hmm. You, you never saw that before. Now it's it's every week someone needs to take a mental health day. So yeah, you, I think it's you good in some that. respects. But mm -hmm. um, Yeah, no, you never saw that. And you never saw that idea that I have five sick days that I can take, so I need to take all five of those. Um, and that somewhat is the um, the philosophy now, is if you're giving me that time off, then I need to take it. And so I'm going to take every bit of it. Whereas, again, I would agree with you if my first boss, if I told them I needed a mental health day, <laughs> I think I'd find myself out on the street. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, we've come to the end of the, the program. Uh, we could keep going, uh, but we can't. So, again, thank you for coming in. Good luck in retirement. And thank you for all your help over the years. You've, you've been a wonderful source for Business West and a great resource for this region. Good luck to you. Thank you very much, George, as have you been a great resource and will continue to be a great resource. Thank all you. Right. Thank you very much. Thank you to all of you for listening. This has been Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West and sponsored by People's Bank. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West. We'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.